This ayat of the Quran Sharif was recited Allah bi dhikrillahi tatma'innul qulub Allah Ta'ala is giving us something which is of great benefit immense benefit an entire benefit of dunya and of akhirat The real thing that we should be focusing on is the benefit of akhirat. That is what is our object, our purpose, our focus in life. The benefit of akhirat. And as far as dunya is concerned, dunya is a very temporary place. Today we are here, tomorrow we are not here. Allah Ta'ala out of His grace, out of His mercy, in many instances, gives us even the benefits of dunya in something that we do and brings this to our attention also that you do these good deeds this will be the benefit of dunya and by Rasulullah many many amal what will be the benefit of dunya that too has been told to us whereas our real object is deen akhirat dunya is not our purpose in life but insan is insan Insan is very weak. Insan has this natural inclination towards dunya. And like some child, that initially to get that child to start going to madrasa, to go to school maybe, so initially he has to be enticed, he has to be some mm-hmm. carrot has to be dangled to take him. And some promises have to be made and whatever else you go properly this is what you'll get so in order to bring him onto the road to get him to go to get him started all these things are done but that person who got started in this way but then it became something that he got the taste of it once he gets the taste of it now he will not uh, stay behind even if he is asked to stay behind. But today it's a bit raining and a bit cold, whatever, don't go today. No, come what may, I go to go. There was a time when he didn't want to go. He had to be enticed to come. Now when he got the taste of it, now nothing will keep him away. There are many instances of this nature. Once <laughs> the madrasa, it was some years back, many years back. One father phoned on Sunday morning, it was at this time of the year. 
says that the whole family is about 65, 70 of us, the whole family is going first time out of after how many years on one small family outing somewhere just to have some family time together. The only person that will be missing is my son because Madrasa is on. Can you please allow him to come? So I said, look, this is something beyond my jurisdiction, asked the principal. So any case, first he sent his the boy's uncle to come. So at that time, the principal was still not there, Mr. Saab was not there, so I told him, look, I can't do anything about it. So in any case, he went away, eventually the boy's father came, staying about 10 kilometers away. And then when he came, and he eventually managed to meet Mufsab and asked him. So somehow Mufsab relented. He said, okay, take it. All this while, all this is happening. The student doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes that all this arrangements is being made to take him along. Now finally, when the permission was secured, he said, okay, you can take him. He says, well, call for him now. You take him away. So he called for him. He was in class. So he came. So he was surprised to see his father there. His father said, no, everybody's going. He came to fetch you. But I'm not coming. I got class now. So all this whole chakkar went, and one person came and went, and then the next person came. Ten kilometers away, he drove, and this permission and that permission, and everything now was signed and sealed, so to say. And now, when he is told that look, everything is ready for you to also go on this outing, go and have a good time, enjoy yourself. No, but I can't miss my class for anything. He said, No, Musa gave permission for you to. He said, But I can't leave it. I got to stay. I go to attend my class. Eventually he said, no problem, you stay. I left him and went away. So there was a time when sometimes probably it was in his life also, Allah knows, that he had to be enticed to come along, enticed to go to madrasa, enticed to do the right things. But when a person gets the taste of it, after getting the taste of it, now he can't be made to stay away from it. So Allah wa ta'ala gives us many of the benefits of dunya also, so that this insan in his greed for dunya, for the benefits of dunya, because this is deep down in him, inshallah for that benefit also, if he gets going, gets started somewhere, somewhere down the line he'll get the taste of it, then the dunya aspect will be totally by the way, he won't even focus on it, he won't even remember it, he won't even be considering that this has this benefit of dunya, though it is there. He will be focusing on akhirat. And he'll be doing what he's doing for akhirat alone, for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure alone. So in this ayat also, this is the ayat that Allah Ta'ala is giving us such a thing that has benefit of dunya in it also, benefit of akhirat in it also. In the Quran Sharif, benefit of dunya sometimes has been given for aspects of deen. When the Quran in one ayat Allah Ta'ala says regarding the Bani Israel, وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ أَقَامُوا التَّوْرَاةَ وَالْإِنْجِيلَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ لَأَكَلُوا مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ وَمِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِهِمْ And had they only fulfilled the commands of Allah Ta'ala, that were revealed to them in the Torah, Injil, had they only complied with this, then they would have eaten from above and from below. From above meaning the rains would have come, and from below the crops would have grown. It would have been all peace and rosy. But they didn't do this. So the lesson that is being given is that the obedience of Allah Ta'ala will bring even dunya benefits. <clears throat> like in the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, 
that istaghfiru rabbakum innahu kana ghaffara make istighfar seek your forgiveness of your rabb allah ta'ala is most forgiving and then the quran sharif is speaking what will be the benefit yurisilis samaa alaykum midrara the drought that people are afraid about what will be the outcome and if the rains don't come then the consequences of that and then what will happen and one thing after the other the chain reaction Allah Ta'ala is saying you want this rains to come make ex- excessive istighfar what Allah Ta'ala will give in return yurusilis samaa alaykum midrara Allah Ta'ala will send the rains down in showers yurusilis samaa alaykum midrara وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالِ وَبَنِينَ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا Allah Ta'ala will then assist you, will help you with wealth, with offspring, will grant you gardens and rivers that will be flowing. All the things that you are desirable of dunya also will come when? When you turn to Allah Ta'ala. So the dunya benefits are also being given to us. Whereas our real object is deen. Our purpose is deen. But the object of, despite the object of deen being the thing in front of us, Allah Ta'ala has given us this dunya to get going. So in this ayat also, Allah Ta'ala is giving us something that is of great importance to us, need, our need of importance of everything for dunya and for akhirat. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Allah, بِذِكْرِ tatma'innul تَطْمَئِنُّ Allah, the word Allah in Arabic comes to grab a person's attention. That listen very carefully. Allah. Remove the ghaflat and the heedlessness out of the ears and listen with the ear of Ibrat. Listen with complete attention. Allah. بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ Now in the Arabic construction, the manner in which this ayat has been presented gives a specific meaning. From the way in which this sentence has been constructed, it gives what's the meaning, what's called hasar. Hasar means something that is confined, restricted. In other words, Allah bizikri Allahi tatmainul kulub only in the zikr of Allah Taala, only in the remembrance of Allah Taala. Tatmainul kulub, with the hearts get itminan, peace, tranquility. That this is not to be found anywhere else. This is only to be found in the zikr and the remembrance of Allah Taala. This is a very big thing. It's a very huge claim. The first, the being that's making the claim is Allah Ta'ala. So this is something that nobody can entertain any doubt about. That nowhere and in nothing else can there be peace. Peace is only in the name of Allah Ta'ala. Peace is only in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Nowhere else. And anybody who's searching for it anywhere else, there's nothing to be found. Now, Outwardly, this seems that a person is required to only be sitting the whole day and making tasbih. That is not what is the meaning of this ayat. 
But that is also a very integral part of the life of this believer. So that his whole life, 24 hours of his day and night, becomes zikr. This tasbih is a means to making that 24 hours zikr. And the person who is making the zikr, a zakir kal waqif al al-baab. Person making the zikr of Allah Ta'ala is like the one standing at the door of Allah Ta'ala. He's knocking. And when somebody is knocking and he goes on knocking, sooner or later the door is going to open. So the zakiru kal waqif al al-baab. One person wrote was Hadim Dadullah Sahabhatullah said, For so long I am making zikr, but I don't see any real effect taking place. He said to him that, Is this a small ni'mat? Is this a small favor of Allah Ta'ala upon you? That he has enabled you to even make zikr. Given you that tawfiq, given you that ability to even engage your tongue in taking his name. Is this anything small? Is this minor? Is this something insignificant? This too is a very great thing. That this much also Allah Ta'ala has allowed that your tongue is moving in his remembrance. And he's allowed you to come till the door of the palace person who is allowed to come to the door of the palace and he is one step away from being inside now it is his job to carry on knocking not even his job to be concerned about when the door will open in order to save a person from that despondency sometimes a person starts becoming despondent so to save him from that despondency Khaja Aziz Hassan Majzub on couplet of his is for the same purpose. That this is not the road of despondency. Our road is to carry on with the work. And unfortunately, we keep trying to measure what is the benefit. The benefit is there. Not necessarily we are all the time experiencing the benefit or realizing it's there. Like a child, when he's growing, growing up child, every day the person is taking the tape measure to measure now. How many centimeters or how many millimeters this child has grown? So one day, two days, five days, it doesn't seem like it's growing. Stop measuring. After one month, measure again. After one month, you'll see the difference. After five months, you'll see the difference. Every day a person is sitting with a tape measure. So the benefit is there. It's not necessary. He will be feeling the benefit. But it's coming. And the despondency that sometimes creeps in this is due to not realizing that what a great na'mad this is already a person is being given that he's taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. Khaja Sahab to remove this despondency, this is the purpose of this couplet of his. That kole wo ya na kole dar, us par ho teri nazar. Whether he opens the door or not, why are you looking at that? Why are you focusing on that? Tu to bas apna kaam kar. Yani sada lagayaja. You continue with your work. You continue taking Allah Ta'ala's name. And then he says in the next couplet, Chain se bethega agar. Kaam, kaam ka kya hoga par. That if you just sit around and do nothing, say, well, I don't think I'm getting anywhere. So why should I bother? Chain se bethega agar. Then what benefit are you going to do it to yourself? Go na nikal sake magar, pinjre me phar phar aaya ja. 
Sometimes a person says that now I'm caught up in this and that, and I'm so deeply involved in all these things, I don't think I'll ever be able to come anywhere and get out of this at all in my life. So rather I don't do anything. Rather I don't make any effort. So what is going to be the end result of that? The end result is that if a person is in one problem, he'll be in ten problems. If he's in ten, he'll get into a hundred. And if he's already in neck deep, he'll sink totally. So what he's saying is, that go na nikal sake magar pinchre me phar phraega. Though you think you can't escape, but carry on fluttering in that cage. You feel you are trapped in so many things. Like that bird trapped in that cage. So it keeps fluttering. Somewhere, somebody someday is going to open the cage out. And he'll come out. So though you don't think you can come out of this trap, but don't stop fluttering also, taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. Making istighfar, making tawbah, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, begging His help. This is the fluttering. Show your humility. Show your ajizi and humility in front of Allah Ta'ala. I am nobody, I am nothing. I am this very sinful and insignificant slave of Allah Ta'ala. And I am totally dependent on Allah Ta'ala's mercy. So when you will continue fluttering in that cage, Allah Ta'ala will open it out for you. That is your job. You do your job. So when a person will keep remembering Allah Ta'ala, this will bring that peace in his heart. But what is this peace all about? Sometimes a person says, well, I'm making zikr for so long, but I still don't seem to be getting the peace. So one is the verbal zikr, taking the name of Allah Ta'ala verbally. The verbal zikr, this is meant to bring the reality of zikr in the heart. And the reality of zikr in the heart is meant to bring every limb and organ and faculty of the body in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Now what is the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala of every limb? Now the eye will only see what Allah Ta'ala has permitted. Because Allah Ta'ala is happy with seeing this and displeased with that. I will see this, I won't see that. The ear will only listen to what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with and not listen to anything Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. The hands will not touch anything Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. The legs will not walk towards anything Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. And all this will be with the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. And the heart will not entertain anything that Allah Ta'ala is not happy with. So now, head to toe, the person has become zikr. But it starts off with the continuous verbal zikr. And this is such a great thing, that the virtues that are mentioned for something, that will highlight the greatness of it. There are so many virtues of zikr. But just to take one hadith of Tirmizi Sharif, that it is astounding what virtues have been mentioned for the verbal zikr. That in the hadith Sharif of the riwayat of Tirmizi Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu says that the person man sabbahallaha bil ghadati wal ashihi mi'ata marra. The person will recite subhanallah hundred times morning and evening. Now one hadith is to understand the magnitude of this. We, take, we say the word zikr, zikr. But what is this? Person who recites, now how long does it take to recite subhanallah hundred times? The morning, evening. And hundred times won't take hundred seconds. Or if it takes hundred seconds, maybe most hundred twenty seconds, two minutes. What is the reward of it? Like a person has performed 100 hajj. 
hundred times morning and evening somebody has recited subhanallah the reward is equivalent to the person having performed hundred hajj I will say hundred hajj and this zikr but this is the essence of the hajj also if zikr comes alive the zikr is the essence of hajj if you look at the ayat of hajj Allah Ta'ala says فَإِذَا قَدَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ فَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ كَذِكْرِكُمْ آبَاءَكُمْ أَوْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرَا That when you've completed your rites of Hajj, now you've come to Mina. In the days of Jahiliyyah, people used to gather in Mina, and for those two days, three days, now they would sit down and one person would talk about his forefathers, and somebody else about his forefathers, and all the achievements, and all the... and poetry would be recited about the... all the greatness of one's forefathers. Allah Ta'ala is now saying to the believers, that when you complete your rites of Hajj and now you are in Mina, don't wild the time away. Unfortunately, Mina becomes a party also. Whereas this is the essence of Hajj now. Allah says, As in the days of Jahiliyyah, your whole day and night is go away in this uh, remembrance of your forefathers. You now remember Allah in that manner. No, more than that. More than what you used to remember your forefathers. Remember Allah now. So a person deciding subhanallah a hundred times in the morning and a hundred times in the evening, the reward of that, like having performed hundred hajj. وَمَنْ يَحْمَدَ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى يَحْمَدُ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى مِئَةَ مَرَّةٍ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِي The one who recites alhamdulillah, hundred times morning and evening. It's like a person who has equipped one hundred horses for jihad and given it to the mujahideen. One hundred fully laden horses. And woman Hallala Miatamaratan Bilhadati Walashi. The one who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times morning and evening. Then according to one version, it is like he has performed a hundred times jihad. And according to one version, it's like having freed one hundred slaves from the progeny of Ismail Sarah meaning Arab slaves. 100 Arab slaves, freeing one slave, what is the reward? Like freeing 100 Arab slaves, that's a reward. And the one who recites Allahu Akbar 100 times morning and evening, then nobody can surpass the reward of what he will get except the person who has done more than that. Now this is just one hadith. And one hadith pertaining to the virtue of reciting these kalimat, which all combine into the third kalimat. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. All this is combined with the third kalimah. So hundred times morning and evening, and this is the reward. Now, how long would it take a person to recite this? A person says, well, it's such a big reward. Very, but how many do it? But this highlights the other part of it. What is this zikr all about? When so, like a child now, you want to get him to do something small, give him some small reward and incentive also. But if something big, the incentive is very big also. So likewise, this is something very big. So the incentive also is very big. And this is just one hadith out of many, many ahadiths that highlight the importance and the virtue of zikr. So what is the lesson in all this is that this complete itminan, Allah Ta'ala is saying this peace, this tranquility, it is only in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. A person says, but I don't seem to be getting it. So this kamil itminan, complete itminan will come in complete zikr. 
perfect itminan will come in perfect zikr. And if the zikr is deficient, then the itminan will be deficient. A person has put in a certain octane of fuel in his vehicle, and he can't expect the higher performance. For that higher performance, there's a different octane of fuel, higher power. Then he'll, he'll start, as they say, he'll start flying on the flying low. Because people now have, as time goes, a person's age changes, the childhood doesn't change. Grows up in age, but the childhood doesn't change. What's the indication of that? That only the type of toys have changed. First he was playing matchbox cars. Now he's screeching on the road. For the same purpose, only for entertainment. First he was entertaining himself with matchbox cars. A childhood. A child now, father was bringing him even better cars. Something that was making all kinds of sounds also. Some lights flashing here and there. There's a child. Now the childhood hasn't gone. Pachpan ho gaya, lekin bachpan nahi gaya. Pachpan in Urdu means 55. And bachpan means childhood. And these two things are joined together to say, Pachpan to ho gaya, lekin bachpan nahi gaya. 55 has come already, but childhood hasn't gone. So it's only the nature of the toys that change now. Before it was a small matchbox cars, now it is something else. But the bottom line again is the same thing, just entertainment. Some screeching, some sounds, some lights, and some speed, first toys. So the childhood hasn't gone. So now a person who has brought himself into complete zikr, like that fish, it's totally immersed in water. Now it's a fish in water. But if the head is only sticking out, the water is over, just so much that the tail is sticking out, that fish is still like out of water. Though three quarters of the fish is in water, that fish is still like out of water. Because it will only be totally at peace when it is submerged in water. So likewise, when a person is submerged in zikr, and what is the reality of zikr? The verbal zikr is to bring the real consciousness of Allah in the heart. And that is to bring the entire human being into the obedience of Allah now he is submerged in zikr. And this will bring complete itminan, complete peace, complete tranquility. And then even his dunya, despite the challenges of dunya, becomes a little example of jannat, a little sample of jannat. So this zikr is a very great thing. It's something that is the essence of life. And the more we engage ourselves with our heart and soul, the daily mamul, this is the spiritual nourishment person sometimes feels that I missed it out what happened but one day he got missed out two days five days then suddenly he's missing so many things then he can't control himself then his eyes are all over the place then his heart is all over the place and before he knows it Allah forbid where he's fallen but where he started off from from missing that zikr then suddenly Fajr Salah is like an impossibility and in Salah itself also his heart is somewhere else so where it all starts from, from missing out on the spiritual nourishment. And then gradually one thing leads to another until a person is far away from where he's supposed to be. So the zikr is something that we need to be very consistent with, very punctual on. And this is our daily nourishment for our hearts, for our souls. With this daily nourishment, inshallah we'll find, let alone with the reality which is the main thing, the benefit of akhirat, the spiritual benefit, 
even our dunya will also become something of peace of happiness and Allah Ta'ala will make it easy for us as well Allah Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq wa akhir da'wana
Yalla grant us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, Ya Allah. Yalla grant us the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, Ya Allah. All those any kind of hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah, remove it, Ya Allah. Yalla grant afiyat to every Muslim, Ya Allah. Yalla predict the iman, the amal, the life, the wealth, the honor, and every Muslim, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Yalla unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Yalla unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahu Alamin, Ya Allah. All the good that Nabi Islam has begged for. Yalla, we also begging for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Islam has sought refuge from, Yalla, you protect us as well, Ya Allah. Allahu Minna, Nasaluka Min Khaydima, Sa'alaka Min Hunabiyuka, Wa Habibuka, Sayyiduna Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wa Na'udhu Bika Min Shari Masta'adaka Min Hunabiyuka, Wa Habibuka, Sayyiduna Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله